American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 Looks like a Sunday where I'm sitting at AAR Ranch today, Greg in Dallas, Texas. How you doing, my brother? Uh, pretty good. It is a Sunday. That in is. Dallas as well, too, right? Welcome yeah. in. All Car Firearms Group Studios lit up for you. Sig Sauer microphone on fire. X Insurance presenting all of it. And it is a Sunday. That means it's time for the Sunday Monster Cast being broadcast on hundreds of radio stations across the nation from coast to coast, all corners of the nation and around the world. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Greg, would you please be kind enough to tell people where they can watch the program as long as they're not driving and where they might, if they want to, participate in the chat? Uh, sure. If you'd like to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. Across the top of that website, you'll see the links to watch live, listen live, the podcast link to catch up on anything you may have missed. And the shop link if you'd like to support the show. If you want to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store. Grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Bing, bang, boom. What a weird weekend. That was perfect for me. Crazy news coming out of Washington, D.C. I mean, you know. Uh, Oh, you paid attention to the news? I actually did this weekend, yeah. Some (laughs) of it was impossible not to. But, I mean, it, it is so. I don't know if you guys saw Biden's. Jill Biden's Christmas video is unbelievable. Yeah, that was tragic. Uh, the goofiest thing I've ever seen. Trashy is a great word for it. Thanks. And in addition to that, uh, well, <laughs> pornographic gay videos in the Senate hearing room. That's, well, and this is Biden's America. I, it's just unbelievable. It's just a, I, I've never seen anything like this in, in my country before in Washington, D.C. It's, it's just remarkable. And then there's news today that. I guess the two sports teams are leaving Washington, D.C. because crime is so out of control. Shocking. In that Democrat-run city. So we have a great lineup. John Lott is going to be here right now. Uh, coming up after John, uh, A.W.R. Hawkins, top of the next hour, Diana Muller, who was shooting a world shotgun championship match in Thailand last week, is going to be with us and tell us a little bit about that crazy trip she took over there. And uh, after that, we got Russell Stewart coming back for another half hour to wrap up a conversation from last weekend. And then, of course, we've got the regular roundtable. Let's go to Dr. John Lott from CrimeResearch.org. John, how are you today, my friend? Doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me on. You know, yeah, I guess it's always a pleasure. Uh, maybe all that crazy news stuff is to distract from uh, the big gun control meeting that they had earlier in the week where uh, Kamala Harris was talking about how they're going to be using all this federal money to go and encourage states uh, to go and adopt different types of gun control laws. It could be, John. I want to talk with you a little bit about that as well, too. But, yeah, it's been an unbelievable week. So let me just ask, have you ever seen anything like this in Washington? You've spent a lot of time in Washington. Have you ever seen anything like this? This is just mind-boggling to me. I don't know. I've spent a lot of time in Washington, but I, I don't know. At this point, I'm pretty inured to uh, all the craziness <laughs> that goes on. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it seems like every week uh, is pretty crazy, but who knows? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts. It, not that that story has anything to do with guns, but just the the, the decay well, in Washington, you know, the, and, and then to have the individual who got fired, John, come out and say, 
that everybody that didn't like what he did was is homophobic and he wouldn't do anything to disrespect his workplace. What? I mean, again, these are just people that will look at you at night, at midnight, John, and tell you the sun is shining and do it with impunity. Go ahead. You were going to say something. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I mean, uh, you know, but you have people like uh, the uh, the one, uh, I don't know, it's not the Surgeon General, but the one person who's kind of transgender who's going out there and I'm uh, trying to encourage kids to uh, transition and things like that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, that would have been crazy just by itself. So, uh, you know, and all the crazy things coming out of the ATF and other government agencies, you know, the stuff that they're doing in terms of uh, uh, Hunter Biden, how he's being treated legally. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's so many crazy things these days that it's hard for me to differentiate them. Uh, you're right. It, it is. It's whacked is, is about all I can say. It's, it's it's very disheartening. And I can only hope that 2024 somehow brings about some change. I also you, you're, you're jumping ahead of me. I also want to go to the Hunter Biden story with you because his attorneys are trying to get the gun charge dropped. And that seems to be one of his father's big deal is to make sure that people who did what Hunter did actually get prosecuted. So there's that weird. Well, even income tax stuff. I mean, his dad spending $80 billion more on hiring IRS agents uh, to go and try to uh, go after the wealthy. Of course, now it's turned out they're basically going to be going after everybody. But, uh, you know, uh, here his son hasn't paid literally many millions of dollars in income taxes. Uh, You know, they're saying for 2016 to 2019, he owes at least 1.4 million, but you know he owed millions for 2014 and 2015 that they let uh, elapse so that the statute of limitations had gone by and they couldn't uh, they couldn't prosecute him for that. So you know it's just uh, just different standards of justice. Uh, you know who would have thought you would have had so much corruption in the Department of Justice? You know I wouldn't have. At least before I worked in in Washington, I probably wouldn't have thought it was that bad. But who knows? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have answers for it. I can only tell you that when I see this stuff every single day, like, you know, like you listeners, millions of Americans across the country, I shake my head and I wonder what the hell is going on in this nation. And media doesn't seem to be doing their job. You know, and they cover guns. We, John, we've been victims of this type of coverage from the media for many, many, many years. So we're used to it. We see it. But, uh, you know, the rest of the nation is now seeing it in, in other areas like, talk, you know, the coverage with Hunter Biden, uh, the disconnect there, the the the, the two tier justice system, which is so blatantly obvious. People telling you they're not going to disrespect their workplace while making pornographic gay videos in their workplace. It's just it's remarkable. I've never seen anything like this before in this country. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. Let's not even talk about the open borders right now. That is a complete and total mess. Uh, it's it's really something else. John, let's, well, let's I mean, shift. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go on. I mean, on the open borders, uh, there's like 10 million uh, illegal aliens that they know either turned themselves in or were uh, so-called gotaways. But they don't even have even a rough idea uh, how many they never saw to begin with. Uh, you, You could be talking about millions or more of those individuals that are there. And so, you know, it's uh, and that's just, uh, 
you know, you have something that could be like a third of the population of California. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so anyway. Well, and, and rampant crime, and, and this is contributing to it. John, let's uh, let's because we talked briefly about Hunter. Let's talk real quick about Hunter Biden. He, he want, his attorney is trying to get the gun charge against him dropped. Now, if I did what he did and lied on a forty four seventy three, was filming myself doing all kinds of drugs with prostitutes, and some girlfriend of mine took the gun that I got illegally because of the way he procured it by lying on the 4473. If I had done that and then she had thrown it in a dumpster, I would likely be doing at least three years in the slammer. Why are his attorneys now trying to get that charge dropped? And doesn't that fly in the face of what his father wants for the rest of us? Uh, Well, there are more charges than that that Norma would have been brought. So since he illegally had the gun, uh, when he took it with him uh, across the country to California, uh, that would have been uh, additional. Inter- that would have been interstate transportation of a uh, illegal gun, and so that would have, there would have been p- penalties for that. You know, uh, when the plea deal came out uh, this summer, uh, literally within a couple weeks of there, there was a woman in Virginia that the U.S. Department of That's Justice right. went after, who had uh, had been using marijuana. And uh, on the 4473, she said that she had it. You you know that uh, even if it's legal in the state to go and use marijuana, it's still prohibited uh, uh, on the prohibited substance list federally. And you're still not supposed to use it if uh, if, uh, you know, you're trying to be able to legally buy a gun. And uh, on the form, she said that she wasn't using you know, she wasn't uh, uh, dependent upon any of this. And and so the federal government uh, is prosecuted her. She just uh, got sentenced. She's going to be facing several years in jail. Uh, so, you know, Hunter is using cocaine and heroin, uh, but somehow, uh, uh, you know, and plus additional charges than she would have been able to face. And yet, you know, uh, he got a plea bargain initially where he wasn't going to face any jail time. And now they're trying to drop whatever charge they have on him. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we're going to move quickly with John Lott. I want to talk some concealed carry numbers with Dr. Lott and whatever else we can fit in in the next segment. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast continues right after this break. Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Indeed it is. Welcome back. Georgia Car Firearms Group Studio, six-hour mic, X-Insurance, presenting it all. We've got one more segment with John. I'm going to go right to John right now because I want to get this information in. John, the last time you were on the program, we only had about a minute or so to talk about your annual concealed carry report study. Now, I went back. And I've read your reports from 2015, actually from 2014. And it's interesting to me how the numbers continue to rise every year. But we didn't get all of the info in. I'd like to turn the mic over to you and give us some nuance on all of these annual reports and what you're finding regarding the number of concealed handgun permits in the United States from that point up to now. Right. Well, I mean, in collecting the data on the number of concealed handgun permits since 1998 across the country and 
this year was the first year we've actually seen a drop in the number of permits. It's still pretty high. Last year it was two and a half, 22 and a half million. Now it's just slightly below 22 million. Uh, and it's pretty easy to see what's happening. You have 27 constitutional carry states. And in the constitutional carry states, uh, you had uh, a drop uh, for the first time, really. And in the other states, uh, you still saw an increase in the, in the 23 states that require that you have to have a permit. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just that the drop in the constitutional carry states was larger. Now, the thing that's interesting is that uh, this is the first year we've seen a drop in constitutional states. And I think it's because you have so many constitutional carry states that when you had a constitutional carry state before, there was at least a reasonable chance that a state next to you uh, would require that you had to have a permit. So people would get a permit just for us. But now that you have 27 states that are constitutional carry, and we'll probably get Louisiana uh, uh, this coming year, and uh, if you may, maybe South Carolina the year after next. If if uh, Robinson wins the gubernatorial race there, you'll probably get North Carolina. Uh, you know, uh, with 30 states, uh, you know, or 27 now even, it reduces incentives for people to go and get permits. John, when I go back to 2015. You know, Go, go ahead. You're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you can step to another part of the room, but it sounded like you like you dropped for just a second. Please go, continue. Well, I, I stopped for a second, but you know, you, it's still the permits are still the, really the only hard data that we have on issues with guns. You know, others have to rely on surveys to know how many people are buying guns and what are the types of people who are buying guns, but with uh, with concealed carry permits, it's been the one hard data, and we continue to see which is women and blacks getting permits. Uh, growth rate for women over the last decade for concealed handgun permits has been about a hundred and ten percent faster than for men, and for blacks, it's about two hundred and twenty percent faster than for whites. And to me, that's a very positive sign, because if my research convinces me of anything, the two groups of people who benefit the most from having guns are the people who are the most likely victims of violent crime. And that overwhelmingly tends to be poor blacks who live in high crime urban areas and people who are relatively weaker physically, women and the elderly. So, you know, you still have so blacks have uh, make up a slightly larger percentage of concealed carry permit holders than their share of the population now. And women, you have about 30% of concealed carry holders are, are women. So and John, it, it, that is a positive sign. It lends me to this question, because when you go back to 2015, for example, or actually back to 2014, 11.1 million Americans had concealed carry permits. 2015, 12.8 million, 2016, 14.5, 2017, 16.3, 2018, 17.25. And we see the number continue to rise, as you said, with the exception of this past year. And that's because of, and it makes sense, that there's permitless carry states. But when you see a group, and you said black Americans at 220% faster rate, is that indicative that inner city blacks in Democrat-run cities 
are changing not just gun ownership, but is this indicative of fed up with crime and possibly changing in voting and voting patterns? Is there any connection there? Or is it too soon to tell? Well, I, yeah, well, uh, look, I mean, it's always been a puzzle to me why blacks vote for Democrats. I mean, uh, you look at the poorly performing schools. Where are they? They're in the urban areas. Uh who gets hurt by that? Well, it's the people who live there, uh, and yet they keep voting for people who teachers unions and don't allow competition in school. You look at who gets hurt by higher crime. Well, the high crime is overwhelmingly concentrated, as you're indicating, in in these heavily democratic urban areas, and yet the blacks keep voting for Democrats who. You know, have elected district attorneys who are choosing to prosecute violent criminals or judges who release large numbers of inmates over the last few years. Uh, you know, people who vote for bail reform. Uh, you know, it's it's who gets hurt by that. Uh, and yet they keep voting and be able to go and protect themselves when the law enforcement is not allowed to go and do its job is you know, I, I hope it will make a difference. I mean, you compare two states like uh, in Illinois and in Indiana, uh, over 23 percent of the adult population is a concealed carrier. In Illinois, it's about 4 percent. Why the difference? Well, in Illinois, if you include the cost of training as well as the permits, you're talking about over $400 to be able to go and, uh, and get a permit. In Indiana, it's literally zero. They don't even charge you for doing the background check. And so not only do you have, with the higher cost, not only do you have a lot fewer people getting permits, but it changes the mix. The types of people who get permits in Illinois right. tend to be well-to-do individuals who live in the suburbs, whereas in uh, in Indiana you see a lot more permits in heavily minority, heavily poor zip codes. And that's you know, so you're not going to get much of a reduction in crime in Illinois uh, simply because of the fact that uh, the people who are getting permits aren't the ones who are the most likely victims of violent crime. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I, and I know it's it's probably way too early to tell from a study standpoint, but it will be really interesting to watch this develop uh, voting trends, for example, because we're seeing a lot of black Americans begin to push back against the Democrats in the inner cities that are running these cities in the right. ground, particularly in Chicago, and where these numbers are rising with concealed handgun permitting, I, I'm going to bet that there's a correlation that will probably become evident over the course of the next couple, three to four years. John, we've got about 20 seconds. Tell people where they can go read all of this great information that I'm looking at right on my screen. Well, it's right at the top of our website at crimeresearch.org, crimeresearch.org. You know, the interesting thing is that you look at permits when who votes against lowering the fees for getting permits it's democrats when texas tried to lower its fees from 140 to 40 dollars all the democrats voted against it the votes it's, came to reduce it came from republicans it's, it's always the democrats ladies and gentlemen dr john lott crimeresearch.org thank you for being here my friend great information as always enjoy your week Armed American Radio will be back right after this with AWR Hawkins.
Hour number one, well underway. First half of it already down. Dr. John Lott, we'll be hearing from John on next week's show as well. We're going to tape next week. Next week is Christmas Eve. Greg, next week is Christmas Eve, right? Am I, my dates yeah. right? Boy, it dates got here times, quick. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So next week is Christmas Eve. The week after that is New Year's Eve. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we've never run. We've never missed a show. And we're not going to. What we're going to do is we're going to tape up the show. For, we're not going to be able to pull any, any guests in on Christmas Eve, nor would I expect to, uh, either that or New Year's Eve. So what we will do is we will tape some of our guests for two hours for next week's national broadcast. We will be running a encore in the third hour for the roundtable with the roundtable crew. So you get a roundtable, we'll throw some fun ones, and we'll pick some. Maybe go way back, right? All right. For, for some fun on that. And we'll do that for both shows, for both Sunday programs, for both Christmas Eve and for New Year's Eve. And I got to go back to something I, that I wish, I, you know, there's never enough time with John. <laughs> there's, I could have him for three hours. It's still not enough time. But I go to crimeresearch.org as we wait for AWR to call in. He has been, uh, just in case you don't know, uh, maybe if you're plugged into this stuff, he's been at uh, Turning Point all weekend. And we'll be there again tomorrow. And he's speaking along with a number of others at that convention. It's a lot of fun. My daughter went to it last year and just absolutely had a blast. But if we go back to crimeresearch.org, and I have it up in front of me here, new report from Crime Prevention Research Center shows 11.1 million Americans hold concealed carry permits. That report came out on July 9th, 2014. In 2014, 11.1 million Americans. Now, I would have, if, if you had asked me to bet on it, I would have bet the number would have been higher. 2014 was not that long ago. 2015. New study from CrimeResearch.org. Over 12.8 million concealed handgun permits last year saw by far the largest increase ever in the number of permits. 2016, new study. Over 14.5 million concealed handgun permits last year saw the largest increase ever in the number of permits. You see a pattern developing here. 2017, headline. New study, over 16.3 million concealed handgun permits last year saw the largest increase ever in number of permits. Yes, you see that developing. 2017, or 2018, excuse me, new study, 17.25 million concealed handgun permits, biggest increases for women and minorities. And it has stayed steady for those two groups since 2018. Now, accompanying those stories, those studies at CrimeResearch.org going back to 2018, or excuse me, 2017, are maps that are color-coded that you can see where more than 10% of adults have concealed handgun permits, where no permits were required. And if you go back to 2017, no permits required in the state. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Mississippi, Missouri, Kansas, Arizona, uh, looks like uh, North Dakota and Alaska. That's it. Now, compare that to today where there's 27 states where no permits are required. And then in states, West Virginia and Idaho, no permit required and more than 10 percent of adults have a permit. Those two states, not shocking, West Virginia and Idaho. And then you should see the map change in 2018 and 2019. 
Now let's go to the headlines for 2019, showing how the percent of adults with concealed handgun permit changes in states over time from 2013 to 2018. The number is getting close to doubling. In 2019, 18.66 million permit holders. And at this point, ladies and gentlemen, there were 16 constitutional carry states. And you still nearly double the permit holders. And in 2020, this report came out on October 2nd. New concealed carry report for 2020, 19.48 million permit holders, 820,000 more than last year, which was 2019 at this point, despite many states shutting down issuing permits because of the coronavirus, because now you're in the pandemic, scamdemic, dem panic. And still 820,000 more than the previous year. Concealed carry permit holders now moving to 2021. Almost doubled at 2021. By the time we get to 2022 to 2023, it is now more than doubled from when we first started, when John first started looking back at this in 2014. It's a remarkable increase. And as he said, and it is fascinating, but not unexpected when you consider 27 permitless carry or constitutional carry states now that we would see a drop in permits across the country. But let's take a look at a couple states where permits are extremely popular. Florida, for example. In 2019, Florida had less than 10% of the population, which shocks me. Georgia did as well, so did Tennessee, so did Kentucky, West Virginia. Less than 10% of the population, or excuse me, greater than 10% of the population. It was South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Ohio, Michigan, just looking up that eastern mid-Atlantic seaboard and going up over to Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas and Oklahoma, which had greater than 5%. Texas at greater than 5%. And that was 2019. These numbers are fascinating when you look at them. And now, of course, you throw in that dynamic into play where Florida is now the latest permitless carry state. And where is Florida now? Florida's numbers in 2021 were 10 to 15% of the population with a permit. Alabama and Georgia, more than 15% of the population. Again, it was interesting to me because Florida, if you go back to 1987, is the state that gave us the quote-unquote modern concealed carry permit structure that we know. And you watch this graph and, and see this chart change over the years as permitless carry begins to roll across the country. And you see some interesting things. Uh, Georgia, for example, in 2023, is now between 10 and 15%. Above 15%, as far as those with permit holders, is no longer Georgia, but Alabama, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Colorado. Those four states are above 15%. Rather interesting also because, believe it or not, Connecticut is in there at between 10 and 15%. That's not a state that you would really consider. And Washington State as well, and Oregon, also very high as far as permits. Two very blue states, along with Connecticut where the population holding permits is between 10 to 15%. So it's remarkable. Greg, it's interesting to see these numbers over time. And it, I I mean, does Texas shock you? You're in Texas. I would think Texas would be at least 20% of the population, Greg. 
I and yeah, it's five to ten percent of the population. Yeah, I was unaware of these numbers, and uh, so I'm all just still kind of taking it in. That's really kind of uh, kind of shocking, actually. Just <laughs> it's kind of shocking when, when you. I mean, when we think of Texas, what is it? You don't be dumb in Texas. What does AWR say? If you're yeah. going to pick a state to be dumb in, don't pick Texas to be dumb in, right? Look, if you're going to be dumb, don't be dumb in Texas. It's a bad state to be dumb in. How long has Texas, I forget because so many concealed car- or, or permitless carries states rolled across the country over the last few years. Texas is what, three to four years permitless now, constitutional? 21. In 2021. So it's been two years. Yep. Almost three. Yeah. And is it shocking that those numbers remain at five to 10%? No, because look, I'm going to, my guess is people are carrying guns in Texas anyway. Mm hmm. Okay, there's a lot of rural open land in Texas. I mean, Texas beer, Lone Star Beer says the national beer of Texas. I'm not too sure too many people are paying too much attention to their concealed carry permits out in some of that open rural land. I think you would find a little bit more adherence to the law in the in, in and around the suburban areas and the larger cities, the urban and, and suburbs surrounding those bigger cities. But as far as rural Texas is concerned... I think people look at you funny if you're not carrying a gun, and I don't really think they give a hoot. Yeah. Did you get your permit for that? Nobody's even asking that question in Texas, I don't think. That's my own guess. But nonetheless, these are fascinating numbers. They really are. You can find them all at crimeresearch.org. Start at 2014 and work your way up and read this. It's really interesting information. And, well, you know what it does? It just adds another little bit of ammo to your arsenal when you're arguing with the anti-gun freedom haters. We'll be right back. wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Welcome back to the Georgia Car Firearms Group Studios here at the ranch. Six-hour mic lit up for you. X-Insurance presenting all of it. I got a Christmas card from the Desperado crew a couple days ago. Really nice card. It opened up. looked like a book. A big boat. Big Christmas card. Lots of cool people, and they do support the right to keep and bear arms, and they do support Armed American Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you can visit armedamericanradio.com and support all of our partners that make it possible to be here with you. April 26 marks 15 years on the nation's airwaves, and it's, it's fun to think about that as we go into that 15th year. Actually, we're in that 15th year now, but as we get closer to that anniversary on April 26, to think that this show started right here in Atlanta area, as a one-hour program back in 2009, oh, bummer, was just inaugurated. Great. Think about that. That's, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like that long, but it really was. <sighs> you know, it, it's time just flies right by. But when we kick that around and you think about that, now the show has just exploded and uh, syndicated, oh, about four months after its first hour became a two-hour and then three-hour show within two months after that. And within six months, seven months, was on 35 stations, 60 stations, 80 stations, and just continued to grow over all these years. Now everywhere from New York City, WRCN, all the way out to the top five, top 10, top 15, 20, 25, 50, and 100 markets across the country. It's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, we couldn't do any of it without our partners, and we couldn't do it without you. Please visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com, armedamericanradio.com. They make it all possible. One of them 
now is one that's very important as we get ready to head into the elections, and that's Votify Now. Greg, you have the app on your phone. I have the app on my phone. Listeners, I'll ask you if you have the app on your phone. It's a free, intuitive app that helps you, as the user of the app, strengthen the voting process in your local state and national elections. It's a tool that will notify voters, party members, volunteers of any election or slash voter irregularities in your community or any community based on real-time information being entered into the app by you, the user. In other words, if you see any irregularity, now you have a tool at your fingertips. You can put this information, you can upload video, you can upload your comments. It goes in within minutes. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are heading to an election polling place, wherever you happen to be, you can check that app and find out if there have been any reported irregularities where you happen to be going to vote. This is powerful stuff. And a lot of people ask after 20, what can I do, man? I feel helpless. This is one tool in your toolbox. VotifyNow.org. It's available for your Android phone. It's available for your iPhone. Make sure to download this app. It is free. Don't wait until it's too late. Put it on there now. Watch the video over at VotifyNow.org. It's about three minutes long. It's super slick. These guys have done the, it's the real deal. And it provides you a real opportunity to do something if you see something. You know, you're the left. If you see something, say something. Now you can. We all know some funky stuff went down. Now you've got a tool right there on your phone that you can use to document that information. And some of it in Votify Now has already been used successfully in courtrooms in Arizona. And I have a feeling, just a feeling, that this information will be used in courtrooms around this country. Greg and I were talking during the break. There's some shenanigans going on in Georgia. Found votes now. Mm -hmm. It's a mess, ladies and gentlemen. It's a mess. We'll talk more about that on The Daily Show as we get some more information. Some of that's trickling in. Uh, Clearly, I'm in Georgia, so we're getting all kinds of information on that. And we'll start talking about it this week, no doubt, when we have a little bit more. But for now, VotifyNow.org. Very, very important. Download that app. It's available to you. Right now, it is free. Help do your part, please, to see that we don't have to put up with what we had to put up with in 2020. It's, uh, it's crazy out there, and this is just one thing that you can do. And like I said, it's free. I'm a big fan of free stuff, Greg. If I've, got some, <laughs> right? if I've got something free, that will enable me the opportunity to do that, and I've got it on my phone now. I hope to not have to put it to use, but I certainly will. Right? What can you do? Film that person stuff in a ballot box, right? Put it on the app. It goes to the right people. It may eventually wind up in a courtroom. You can make a real difference. VotifyNow.org. VotifyNow.org. AWR Hawkins is unavailable today. So what I want to do for the remainder of the next two to three minutes is cover a couple of his headlines. Really wanted to talk about some of these, but because I, I love happy ending stories, they're just not as happy without AWR giving us the headline, right? Yeah. Because I'll, I'll tell him, you know, and he'll tell us some of the more, but you got a ledge carjacker in critical condition after vehicle owner shoots him. That's a happy ending story. Yeah. Guess where that happened? Right down the road from me. He went to work, and that's that. 11.37 p.m. on Thursday night last week. 17-year-old kid carjacking people in downtown Atlanta. Note to mom, he will not be home for dinner, and uh, that's it. So, moving on. 
Do I need to comment any more about that? <laughs> I pretty much was it. Thanks for bringing AWR in there. He was trying to steal a vehicle and the owner shot him. I, this is, I mean, this is just, here it is. WSB-TV reported, and I did see this actual report from them when it came out. The 17-year-old was allegedly trying to steal a vehicle when the owner shot him, period. <laughs> the owner then drove the car away. Now, see, that's the way it's supposed to work. It was a Texaco gas station somewhere in Atlanta. Um, the 17-year-old, oh, oh, get this. Oh, here we go. You would have never thought this. The 17-year-old who was trying to steal the car and carjack the guy that got shot was, quote, Wanted by law enforcement for multiple auto thefts around Atlanta. Shocking. Officers will take him into custody as soon as he is released from the hospital. Note to mom, he still won't be coming home for supper. (laughs) No, he's not. All right. You better go see him where he is, because the next time you see him, he's going to be in a slammer. Police have not released any details on the driver of the vehicle. The young man was allegedly trying to carjack. What details do they need to release? He exercised his right. And a 17-year-old pay the price. Here's the deal. If you attempt to deprive another human being of their right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, you lose your right to all three of those instantly. And if you wind up eating through a straw for the rest of your life or worse underground, that's your fault. There is zero sympathy for you at Armed American Radio. None. You got it. You earned it. You put yourself there. You deserved it. I don't care if you're 17. I don't care if you're 12. And sadly, Greg, there are 11- and 12-year-old carjackers running around Washington, D.C., aren't there? Yeah. yeah. See stories of it all the time. Too bad for you. Make better decisions. Good heavens. We missed AWR today, but he'll be back. I can promise you. We'll have him back. We're going we're gonna to be taping up, as I said, for next week's show. So we'll have some fun hours for you. When we come back, Diana Muller was in Thailand, and I followed her on Instagram as she went through the process. Just getting there was a remarkable process on her Instagram story. It's a long flight. Woo, dog. I mean, it was a two-and-a-half, three-day process. Yeah, right? shortest flight I can find because I want to go to Thailand and do some diving is 25 hours. Yeah, well, she also had guns with her that had to move through other countries' airports. There's that. There's that. And she had all the proper paperwork, and it went fairly smooth. But we'll talk with her about it. And what was she shooting there? She was in a shotgun match. We'll talk a little bit about that, some world championship stuff. So Diana Muller will be here at the top of the next hour, followed by Russell Stewart, founder of Beverly Hills Guns, who is going to continue the conversation we had last weekend with him. And I I wish I could have got him in for the full hour. There's so much going on. But Russell has a lot to tell us. Armed American Radio will then move into the third hour. That will be a classic Armed American Radio roundtable with Brad, Neal, and Justin. Don't go away. Six minutes after, we'll be back right after this. Don't go away, guys. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. Uh-huh. 